into the world of digital sound. Hey guys, how you doing? This is Ken. This is the Ken Burton Show podcast story for this weekend. Uh, I say the weekend because obviously it goes up on the website on the Friday and then it goes up on YouTube on... Oh, excuse me, on the uh, Sunday. So um, the website people get it first. And this is my um, completely blatant attempt at getting traffic to the website because I need traffic to the website or else I can't get advertisers or else I can't do these for free or else I can't. Yeah. Anyway, um, so that's basically what's been going on. Just before we start though, I'm just uh, watching the end of a tennis match here and the gobbler, as I call her, is has just been knocked out. And that is a great shame because that woman makes the most amazing noise ever. It's like, <laughs> I've got chewing gum in, I can't do it. It's like, ready? Oh, oh. <laughs> it is, it's like, <laughs> it's great fantastic noise gents um those of you who are over the age of 18 will know this you ever make a woman make that noise <laughs> you will have <laughs> um her at your beck and call for the rest of your life It's just brilliant. It's just brilliant. I would record it and put some on, but I'll get it done for copyright, so I can't. But it is absolutely fantastic. Been watching a bit of the tennis, and uh, yeah, um, I don't know. Andy Murray is boring, really. Um, that <laughs> just is, just is. I can't, I can't watch tennis. I can listen to women's tennis. Um, is it wrong that I get a little bit turned on by that? Uh, but I cannot, cannot watch just general tennis. I mean, it just, you know, just strikes me as being very elitist. But hey, it's like cricket. I can't watch cricket either because it's just boring. Bores the shit out of me. You could take any cricket match from any era and play it, play the footage today. And it would be, you know, you, it'd be no different from it, from any footage you took last week. You know, it, it's just the same. It's just boring. The game won't evolve. And that's, you know... Uh, it's a bit of a shame, really, but hey, I say that uh, they are allowed to use their bats on each other, I reckon. I reckon that would be a good thing. If you see somebody going for the ball, you can rugby tackle him. <laughs> Seriously, if, you, if you're the batter and the ball comes to you and you wallop the ball and it goes up in the air and you see somebody going underneath it going, Mine! You're allowed to throw your bat at him. <laughs> try and distract him from catching the ball. I just think that'd be brilliant. Be a great twist to the game. Um, so the one good thing, of course, tennis has got that uh, is another pet hate, of course, not that I'm involved in it at all, but um, the the whole bloody problem with um, electronics, technology, and <clears throat> things like, I mean, tennis, they've got Hawkeye. Hawkeye, fantastic thing. They can tell exactly where the ball has gone. There is no disputing. They can make claims. It's instant, instantaneous. And yet football, we can't seem to do this on a goal line. How mad is that? Set Blatter is older than the dinosaurs. Yes, he is. The man is sad, I think. And uh, the whole game is corrupt. So screw it. I don't care, really. I don't care. The World Cup's a sham. Uh, who gets it, what they do with it, the whole thing's a sham. So balls to it and bollocks, I don't care. So there's my unabridged opinion of it anyway. Okay, so uh, maybe a couple of announcements just very quickly before the podcast story. First one is that we're not doing a Wednesday podcast anymore because of the daily blogs. We're not doing a Wednesday podcast. Second thing is we've opened a shop. Go and buy my pants. Go... <laughs> 
<laughs> there are some great t-shirts on there and some great other things it's on the website go and take a look go and buy some shit all right uh okay so this one is brick shit house and as ever i've got to explain to you guys that um some or part or none of this may or may not be true it is up to you the listener to decide whether or not you think it is true and uh then you can make a comment in the uh comments section of the video that goes up on sunday uh this one as i say is called brick shit house it is definitely um <laughs> i can't really say anymore can i <laughs> oh dear um i will tell you this though this guy does exist <laughs> i tell you now he exists all right guys i'll leave you a brick shit house cheers okay so let's kick off with uh this week's podcast story and i guess um i don't know i guess this is one with a bit of a difference uh it's <laughs> doesn't particularly paint any of us in a good light but uh it's worth telling anyway really as a lesson i think more often than uh, not these things are listened to by people and they they see something in the story that maybe points them in a direction or points them away from a direction and jesus christ you know if any of this helps anybody then i am you know very very pleased to be doing it but okay um where do we start with this one christ <laughs> you probably heard that as motorbike just went past outside <laughs> it's hot as hell in here so the windows are open okay so um what do we need to do i need to i guess start at the beginning and i can't tell you i guess either how old i was during this period or else it's going to timeline it pretty badly i think and maybe i'm not in contact with the people that are involved in this story anymore anyway so uh i don't really want to put them in this sort of light but anyway anyway right so regular listeners will know that i used to hang around with a group of guys and we got into various scrapes and we did a bit of you know a bit of this bit of that and this was back in the days of coventry and we we did a little bit of uh, repo work and uh during one of these uh, repo jobs uh we found ourselves in a bit of a bit of a problem <laughs> say the least we went to pick up this car uh one night and uh geez it was this bloody place in Nuneaton, which is just outside coventry we went to pick it up and uh fuck me the guy only had like four or five people there with him i mean he was actually watching it it, somebody i'm absolutely sure had tipped him off right that we were coming but anyway we turn up and uh there was i think it was four of us turned up and he got his guys there and his guys were guys i mean as opposed to us being you know uh young adults as it were his guys were genuinely guys and uh i I was like i I was the guy that was going to take the car okay and um i kind of looked around the guys checked the street everything seemed cool so what we did was we uh we kind of they parked uh one car forward one car back in the street and then i was going to take the car and then you know we'd we'd follow off in whatever direction so anyway i i did the uh lock on the side of the car and uh pulled the door um i put a screwdriver straight into the ignition with a a wrench on the end of the screwdriver and basically popped the lock and uh car fired up now i knew the car didn't have any immobilizer or anything like that i mean the car was a few grand's worth but you know the, the guy had um 
uh, he'd not made his payments. Hence the reason why we were down there retrieving the car. I think he made two or three payments on it and then kind of walked away from it. So we thought, well, you know, we'd go down and get it. It's no good, not going to be a big deal. Anyway, as soon as I was inside the car and I popped the lock, um, pretty much all hell broke loose, really. Uh, two guys, I saw two guys in the mirror just walking towards me and it was it was just it was just gone dark so it wasn't completely dark it had just gone dark and the street lights were on anyway and as soon as i saw these two guys come out of house and both of them had shovels in the hand uh shovels as in um digging the garden sort of shovels and then i heard the signal right which was the abort signal from one of the boys and it was eh, eh, on the horn and uh you know, then I heard a couple of car doors go. I got out of the car too late. Uh, I'd got a shovel right across the back of my head. And I, I I just hit the ground like a ton of bricks. And then I got a few kicks in the gut and, you know, this, that and the other. And anyway, it, it weren't it weren't really best clever. Um, and I was in I was in a bit of a state. Now that the guys came out all guns blazing, a couple of bats in their hands and, and jumped these guys that had hit me. Uh, they kind of grabbed me and we, we ran towards one of the cars as best we could anyway. Threw, they threw me in the back of the car and boom, sped off. So anyway, it took about, I don't know, I guess, I guess it's uh, probably about a week, maybe 10 days for me to recover from it. I had, um, I had a, a little bit of time in hospital, like concussion. Um, I had a corking scar on the back of my head. I think I might have had a couple of broken ribs as well. But anyway, um, it, it was nothing that wasn't going to heal. So anyway, we went back to the guy who had given us the job in the first place. And we'd said, you know, oh, big trouble, big trouble. You know, there was a problem. He already knew about it anyway. And uh, he was really pissed that this had happened. Because he felt that somebody may have tipped this guy off. And he really wanted to know who. He was so desperate to find out who. So he was having his own sort of internal autopsy as to what happened. And he apologised. He paid us anyway. And, uh, you know, we said to him, you know, well, what's the seri what's the score like? And he said, oh, we got the car back. And I, said, oh, I sent uh, someone else to go and do it. I said, right, OK. Well, that's fair enough. He said, but, um, you know, the next job you go on, I'd like you to take this guy with you. Uh, because he's, you know, he's learning the ropes, really. And uh, I just I just want to make sure he, he knows what he's doing. You know, I want somebody to make sure he knows what he's doing. He said, I just sent him off the cuff to go and get the car, and he went out to prove himself, and uh, he went and got it. So uh, anyway, we were meant to meet up with this guy in a week's time because we were going to go and take out two cars if these people didn't pay the bills. And, um, you know, go and take them out and, you know, go and get the cars. And so we met up with this guy. And I won't name him because, as I say, I'm not in touch with him now. So it really doesn't matter. But uh, when we met him, it was like looking at the side of a house. The guy was fucking huge. I mean, he wasn't just big. He was fucking huge. I mean, he, he must have had... You know, I mean, they, they talk about people being built like a brick shit house. This guy was massive. And he was only about 20. I swear, he was... I'd like to say he was fat, and he kind of almost looked fat. Um, as in, he, he had this really baggy t-shirt on, and he was just so big and broad, and he looked like he was a big fat bloke. You know, if you think of the uh, some of these uh, guys in The Sopranos that look like really big fat bastards. But anyway, he 
took his shirt off once when we were going to uh, go and get get these cars because he wanted to put a darker t-shirt on. So anyway, he borrowed one, and uh, he had a fucking massive six-pack. <laughs> I, mean, I rarely have I seen. I mean, the guy must live in a gym. Anyway, anyway, we all went out to go and get the car. And we wanted to make sure this guy was kosher like so we were talking him through it okay this is what we do and this is how we do it and we make sure there's two in the street there's one forward one back we do two recons and then we go in uh, one takes the car the other guys three other guys keep their eyes out one's usually on foot the other two are in the driving seat and we take two cars blah 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 and i took him through all the all the ropes of what we did uh pop the uh door lock usually with the screwdriver pop the ignition wrench clear the ignition and away if it's got an immobilizer on it we'll take the uh the truck and we'll just pick it up with the crane and put it on the back of the truck so that's that's you know pretty much the way that we're going to do it and uh he was he was quiet sort of bloke but yeah he was he was all right and we we did the first one and absolutely no bother at all took it down the road i swapped with one of the guys guys drove off that left four of us okay with this guy because there was five of us with him and somebody was driving the car back and so there was four of us left so right okay how do you want to do you want to be the guy on on the street like be the spotter and he was like yeah i'm okay with that i can do that that's not a problem so we sat in the well we sat in the street we sat in the cars we did the recce everything looked cool and uh what we were doing was we were taking back a suzuki right a little uh sj jeep thing i'm a piece of shit he some guy bought it for his daughter and you know then forgot to pay his bills so anyway um i didn't really want to be seen in it this thing had, <laughs> it was so gay i mean this little sj4 had fucking rhino in big letters on the back of it it was horrible little thing anyway so uh, i went over to get it and uh this guy is stood there like on the street the two cars are parked everyone's in position i went to pop the door and immediately guy comes out of the house right and he couldn't there's no way he could have heard it so he must have been coming out of the house at that point and so i was like fuck me it's another big bloke that's just what we need <laughs> and then it was spotted by our brick shithouse who immediately like ran across the street picked this guy up and threw him i mean jesus the bloke was not small and he literally picked him up and threw him. And I carried on taking the car. And I said, I said to him, you know, are you, you all right? He went, yeah, you carry on. And it calm as a cucumber. He just he had this guy down in his own front garden in a fucking arm lock. <laughs> so anyway, I got the car fired. And uh, then I, I watched as he leaned down. He lifted this guy up by his hair at the back of his hair and went, 20 seconds, you don't get the fuck up all right and then he smacked him in the side of his head <laughs> he went running off to get in one of the cars we all sped off cars all over the place got back delivered the car got paid and then we all went for a beer right laughing and joking about what had happened and we were all saying you know it was just you know that was really really great um you know so pleased that you were there because uh i'm not sure that any any of us that would normally have gone on something like that could have handled a bloke of that size <laughs> we'd have had to go in with a load of us <laughs> how brave are we so he, he said you know yeah it's no problem he's it's not any more than i'm used to anyway he said well what do you mean what are you used to he said well i do a bit of uh bouncing and uh you know the odd bit of collection work and stuff really yeah 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 do a bit of that bit of this you know 
I said, all oh, right, Christ. So money good? Yeah, yeah, I love the money. Yeah, it's pretty good. When things are slow, I'll come and, you know, do a bit of this repo work, I guess. But, uh, you know, I do the clubs at night. Um, what, in Coventry? No, nah, no, nah, mainly in Birmingham. Because uh, it's, you know, there's more clubs, it's better money. Um, there's more bouncers per door, you know. It's that. So it's, you know, it's really a piece of piss. So I was like, right, okay. So, of course, you know, I've, I wish that I was that good. I wish that I was that big. I mean, my brother was, but I never was. I was never that, you know. I've gone kind of fairly broad these days. And, you know, I, I guess I'm, I'm stocky enough to be able to handle myself now. But when I was that sort of age, I mean, 20, early 20s, I wasn't, I wasn't as big as I am now. And, uh, you know, I'd, I'd never thought myself as somebody that could handle myself brilliantly in a, a sort of crowd control situation anyway. I mean, for my philosophy is why risk getting your face messed up when you can run him over in a car? Um, so, <laughs> so anyway... Um, I said to him though, you know, it, it sounds really cool what you're at, what you're at, you know, it's, it sounds really good, really glamorous sort of lifestyle. He said, well, some of the jobs ain't, he said, but some of the jobs pay better than others and, and they're the best jobs to do. So what sort of jobs are they? He said, well, the collecting stuff, like I'll give, be given an address and I'll be sent round to go and collect some cash. And if there's, you know, chances are a couple of people have been in before me and, you know, if there's no joy, um, then basically uh you know the guy will get a smack or whatever so and until you know and then his bill gets doubled that sort of thing he said but i'm really really do like your idea of how you repo when you like cover the street and stuff it's much better going in numbers than it is going alone i said yeah definitely definitely he said i tell you what if i get one that i'm worried about or i'm thinking twice about would you guys come in with me so what's what's the sort of cash benefit of that then? He said, well, um, these guys will be owing thousands, all right? He said, and uh, basically I get a percentage of what I can retrieve, but I'm quite happy to give you guys, if, if I get three of you guys with me, I'm quite happy to give you like 50 quid a piece for an hour's work. So fucking hell, put that on the put that on the back burner straight away, mate. Yes, okay, well we can do that. So anyway, we didn't think too much of it, and a couple of weeks went by, and then we got a phone call from him because <laughs> he got my number and he'd also got a couple of the guys' numbers, and he said, "Right, I got a job on. Uh, I want to I want to go in. It's a bit of a weird area, so and the streets a bit strange, so I want to go in and cover it like um, like you guys did, uh, you know." when we did the repo stuff. I said, yeah, we can do that. Okay, so uh, so what do you do? What do we do? So, right, okay, here's uh, where we're going to meet. Here's the time. We're going to do it on this day. And, you know, make sure you're there on time and we'll all get sorted and we'll go and do it. Okay, so we all met up. It must have been, I think it was probably about six, seven o'clock at night, something like that. And we all met up on the uh, A45 junction where the airport was, Birmingham Airport. Now, we knew where this job was, roughly. It was in, uh, well, not very far away from Edgebaston, sort of Borsal Heath area. So I knew Borsal Heath, roughly. I mean, I've been there a few times. Like, a bit of a shithole, really. Drugs, um, uh, bad guys, and, you know, it wasn't it wasn't a pleasant place to be. I, I, really, I really wouldn't have gone there out of choice, put it that way. And I certainly wouldn't have gone there alone. But uh, we all met up and he was in his car and he said, well, I'll tell you what, I'll leave my car here and we'll just take the two cars like that you guys are in and uh, we'll go and do it. And he said, right, OK, well, uh, you lead because you know where this place is. 
and you know away we went off and we were going to execute the same plan so anyway he told us what number it was and he said well i'll initially stop outside the house i hit the brake lights twice and then you know you guys will know where it is and then uh ken if you be the spotter um he said there's a park right opposite where we're going right this this park called catthorpe he said uh, uh catthorpe something like that he said but there's a park opposite he said you go and stand somewhere in the park like by a tree or whatever keep your eyes open there's only one side to this road it's houses and then there's a bit of a road then there's some pavement then it's the park so he said you know there's no worries about you know any shit going down so right okay so, so you go there he said you guys park either side of the park right okay so anyway we we start to drive into uh Balsall heath right and uh we're just we're just coming off the a45 and you know took the uh there was a there's a road that goes in between that and the A34. Can't remember what it is anyway. So anyway, we starts to get towards uh, Borsal Heath, and we went through a few streets, you know, forwards, backwards, and all the rest of it. And I, I t do you know what? If anybody is from Birmingham, they know exactly what I'm going to say now. They know exactly what I'm going to say. And ladies and gents, I will not disappoint you because it happened. We went down Edward Road right down to the bottom and turn right into cheddar road oh fuck please go and google cheddar road birmingham <laughs> i don't think it's like that now all right i don't think cheddar road is this way now but let me just let me just describe cheddar road for you knowing what i know now cheddar road was like birmingham's answer to amsterdam but without the glamour Cheddar Road basically had a shitload of terrace houses down one side of the road with half-naked birds in the window. Every single fucking house was a hooker's house. It was Prostitute Alley. I didn't even know that shit was legal in this country. I didn't know they could do that. But apparently if there's one hooker working in one house, then it's, you know, whatever she does in her own home, you know. Anyway, uh, they were <laughs> they would sit in their front windows, uh, beckoning people in. The park across the street, which Mr. Brick Shithouse failed to mention, was called Perv Park, because obviously every perv in Birmingham and its surrounding area were in this park, all sat on their sat on the grass, watching these birds in the houses, right, and doing whatever they did to them. It was a very popular place. There were cars going up and down the street, left, right and centre. There were cars everywhere. I thought, oh my good God. And I just never imagined, I never imagined seeing anything like that in this country. Maybe London, maybe. Soho, maybe. But bloody hell. In the UK, you're joking me. Anyway, go and look it up. Cheddar Road, Birmingham. 20 years ago, guys, that's what it was like. <laughs> So, anyway, he's driving down the road and comes to a halt. Brake lights flash twice. He then gets out. The other guy gets in the in the driver's seat, carries on driving down the road. I uh, get out, go towards the park, and I'm like amazed to see that I'm stood around 30, 40 perverts. And I'm just... I just couldn't believe it. Anyway... I'm stood there, 
The other car goes down to the bottom of the road, turns around, so we have one car, one car pointing in each direction. We see which house he's gone in, and I'm keeping an eye open. Now, I am at this point thinking, if you have just come down here for a shag, you dirty bastard, then... <laughs> And he's paying, he's paying us to keep the road clear or keep an eye out or whatever. I cannot believe this. Anyway, uh, I didn't know what's going on, right? I, don't, I know I've got half the story, but I honestly didn't know what was going on. And then all hell fucking broke loose. Uh, there were, I could hear glass breaking. There were things being thrown. Um, the bird that was in the window of this house... Uh, she came running out the front door in stockings, suspenders, no knickers, and a bra, right? So she came running out. Some bloke came running out after her. Um, and Brickshit House was still in the house. There was a lot of banging going on and not that sort of banging. And anyway, I didn't know what the fuck to do. So I'm like stood there. And thought, right, he's going to come out any second now. So I gave the signal to both cars to kind of bunch up. So both the cars would basically reverse. So they were bumper to bumper. And that way, um, we could just, you know, whichever way was the best way to get out, we'd just get in a car. So, you know, I'm like stood next to the next to the passenger door of one of the cars after they've bumper to bumpered and I'm waiting for Brick Shit House to come out of this fucking house. And I'm sat there going, oh for Christ's sake, dude, get out the house. Next thing we know, don't we? Woo 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 You have got to be kidding me. Police from all fucking directions. All directions. And I thought, what the f I, I can't leave Brick Shit House in the house. Jesus. But it is a one sort of street. <laughs> and you, <laughs> you've got coppers coming down each side of it. We're going to get into a car chase unless we get the fuck out of these cars. Anyway, I banged on the boots of both cars. Jumped over the boot of one of them and out, out. Let's do it. Let's go. We then, all three of us, ran inside the house where Brick Shithouse was, slamming the door behind us, hoping to buy ourselves just a, a little bit of time. Anyway, a couple of the guys, I, I said to the guys, find a back exit, I'll find him. So I went upstairs, and upstairs, I could I could hear this commotion, Brick Shithouse is literally pummeling, pummeling the front of some guy's face. He is, I mean, the, the, I didn't even know if he was black, white, Chinese or what. He was so fucking messed up. And I, I tapped him on the shoulder and went, we got to go, mate. The cops are outside, fuck's sake. And he went, yeah, right, yeah, right. And it, then as he went to go, he kicked this guy in the nuts. Oh, I swear to you, I heard one of his balls snap. Oh, God. Honestly, honestly, as, as he kicked him, I heard definitely, definitely, I heard this. Oh, Jesus. As he just kicked one of these guys, as he exploded this guy's balls, or as he kicked them back up his, into his pelvis. Oh, God. It didn't bear thinking about. Anyway, I ran down the stairs. He ran down the stairs. Blue lights all out the front. We could see them through the glass in the front door. But they obviously didn't know which house it was all going on at. So we start to leg it out the back, and uh, you know we're then into uh, we're then into garden time, 
Now, fortunately, the cars we turned up in didn't belong to us anyway, if you know what I mean, and we were all wearing gloves. So there was no prints, there was no comebacks on the cars, we knew that. All we had to do now was get the fuck out of where we were, go and hike a new car, get in it, and piss off. We thought, great, out the back garden, over a fence, through a garden, through an alley or whatever. They were all terraced houses, but you've got like four or five houses, then a little like alleyway, then four or five houses, little alleyway, so that you know you can get into the back gardens. So uh, <laughs> anyway, we went for the first fence, and it was it was just ridiculous. Now, what the hookers had done, or the pimps of the hookers had done, is they'd put quite high fencing up at the back as protection for the girls and to you know stop the pervs hanging over the fences or trying to take pictures or whatever because most of these girls just shagged in their in their like front room and usually there was only one room i mean usually there was just you know just one big room downstairs so there was a lot of kind of protection in the backs of these gardens especially right at the back so anyway first house not a fucking chance sideways over a fence into another one fence six foot high we buddied each other over the fence uh brick shit house was a nightmare to get over this fence <laughs> i linked my fingers together and kind of held them in front of me with the, my back against the fence so he could put his foot into my hands so i could lift him over Fuck me, he must have weighed 20 stone the fat bastard <gasps> could not get him over anyway he scrambled over the fence and uh, I then got over myself, having been quite damaged by <laughs> this guy standing on me. And we went into, like, the first one. Now, we could see that there was no way, there was absolutely no way we could get then through the second one, which was like, it, it was a, they'd put, like, railings up against the fence. Oh, fucking hell. So, right, we've got to get four houses down, right? That's all we got to do is get four houses down. So what we did was we all crashed the back door of this second house. Um, like, <laughs> as we crashed the back door, we we're all running through to see where the cops were, if they were left or right of us in the street, so that we could then determine which way we were going to go at the back of these houses. And anyway, the, we came right straight through the... the <laughs> we came straight through the... Um, hallway of this house and the door was open to the lounge the living area and there's a <laughs> there's a bloke lying on the sofa and some bird going up and down on him like there's no tomorrow <laughs> and he threw this bird off and was like what the fuck <laughs> started to pull his pants up <laughs> i went it's all right mate we're just passing through <laughs> fucking hell oh god anyway uh, we had a look out the front window and uh, we we could see that they were basically, the police were all concentrated to the left of us and there were three cop cars, but they were all kind of very busy with the guys in the park who would come over to see what the commotion was to get a better look at the birds, really. And so they were a little bit busy anyway. So we thought, right, okay, out the back garden again, we'll find someone to throw against this uh, iron railing and we'll hop the iron railing. It's the only way we're going to make it. We can't go the other way because that's the way the cops are. So we get over the railing and then we get over a second fence and then we went through the f third fence. And that was only because Brick Shithouse just basically pushed the fucking thing over. <laughs> Six foot fence, he just pushed it. Boom. 
Right, okay. Um, he was a bit like, even, I tell you what he looked like. He looked like Shrek. Honestly, he looked like Shrek. And he was, he was built like him as well. But he pushed this thing over. And, uh, you know, we thought, right, that's it. And we kept going down the houses until we thought we could find a decent enough way of getting over the backs of one of these fences into the other gardens of the other houses. And then we could come out onto a different road and we'd have a chance of getting away. Right, so we eventually, we come to um, a back fence that isn't big. It isn't sorted out. So we're straight through this back fence and we come face to face with an Alsatian and we all just stopped in our tracks. And this thing just looked at us, sat down, just looked at us. And we thought, oh fuck, no sudden moves, no sudden moves. Come on, let's work our way around the side of this house. And so we slowly worked our way around the side and the fucking dog just looked at us. I don't know what we were scared of, he just looked at us. We worked our way around the side, came, across, came to one of these alleyways and uh, we just uh, got, we, we just about managed to come out onto the next road. I don't know what the hell the name of that road was, but there was a road directly opposite. Now, I remember that was, uh, oh Christ, Minivet's, Minivet Drive, something like that. Now, I only remember that because it sounded like minivan. It was something like Minivet, minivan, something like that. Anyway, we legs it down this road, and it's only a fucking cul-de-sac, isn't it? Oh, fuck. So we are then through, <laughs> through someone else's garden and the side of their house, at the front of their house, <coughs> and straight into Lincoln Street. Oh, Jesus. We got into Lincoln Street, and then we started to kind of wander on our way then. Now, about 500 yards down Lincoln Street, we could see that there was this kind of walkway, and we thought, well, that's got to lead off the road network that we're on, surely. So we went down it, and there was this like little roundabout there with some cars on it, and cars parked on it. And it seemed like a bit of a quiet place. So anyway, me and one of the guys we were with, uh, we uh, we bust uh, we bust one of these cars, and we all dived in it, shot off, got our asses out of there, A34 straight down the road, and bang, we were we were like gone. We were we were history. So anyway, we t we tanked it off and. Uh, we shot back to the car park where the airport was and Brick Shithouse got his car and then he gave us some money and we parted company and we never did a fucking job for that guy again. Right, here's the ironic thing. About a month later, we are out and about and we've gone to what was one of the best nightclubs in Birmingham and it was called the Dome. And who should we bump into in the Dome? It was only the bird that was knocking off the bloke whose house we ran in. And she recognised us. She recognised us. She came up to us in the bar and went, oh, I know you. I said, do you? And I thought, Christ, I must have been pissed. And then she went, yeah, I know you. You're the fuckers that broke my back door down and then came in, said hello, spoilt my punter and then ran out again when all the police were around. Ah, okay, yeah. So do you know you spoiled a whole, st whole day's takings? Ah, uh, yeah, well, we may have done that. Uh, tell you what, we'll buy you a drink. And then the stupid thing, my mate started going out with her. And he was going out with her for the best part of six months. What a dumb son of a bitch. Every time, every time he mentioned her name, we warned him off. 
every single time. She was in there hooking. Oh, no, no, no. She, no, that's wrong. She was just in there as um, the receptionist, like, and organised punters for another hooker. She wasn't doing it. She was. I saw the guy. He was doing her. Well, she was on top, but he was doing her. I don't, oh, God. He wouldn't take it at all. He just wouldn't take it. And he was all in love with her until she decided to piss off with someone else. But, I mean, uh, even eventually when she came clean and admitted that she had been doing it, she said, yeah, but I've given it all up now and all the rest of it. Well, you know, reform for reform's sake. And to be honest, I've got no, I've got no real beef with hookers. I haven't really got a problem. I mean, you know, when... I guess when there's an opportunity for a woman to make good money um, and... She hasn't got the best education in the world. She's got no qualifications. She's never going to get a good job. It's either that or work on the checkout at Tesco. You know, if you've... Yeah, I agree. There's no... You know, you can't have any self-respect doing it. But Jesus, you've got to admire the the tenacity of people that go and do that. Of course, these days, all the hookers just do it for drugs, don't they? I mean, you, you know... I mean, I personally would have never touched a hooker with a barge pole. But, um, you know, it's just... I, I was just amazed. Anyway, I didn't have any problem with her, but she dumped him after six months anyway, so it was all gone. So that was um, that was my trip to Edgebuston, my one trip out with Mr. Big Shithouse. I suppose the relationship between him and me went kind of both ways, really. Because when you think about it, I mean, I do owe the guy, because he did save me from getting my ass kicked when we tried to repo the car. But having said that, he also nearly got me arrested. And I can't even comprehend in my head. Comprond or comprehend. That's three ways of saying it. What the fucking charge would have been. <laughs> um, oh, Jesus. Driving and taking away. Aggravated assault. Uh, accessory after the fact. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Breaking and entering. I don't know. I don't know. But we were really lucky, I think, to get away from the coppers. But had that uh, park not been full of perverts, I guess we never would have got away from them. That was my um, uh, that was my one and only trip to Cheddar Road. And uh, afterwards, actually, I did read in the papers and saw on the news that uh, there was a big uprising about Cheddar Road because it was the whole area was predominantly an Asian area and they were getting a bit pissed at all these hookers and cars and stuff and uh, their wives and daughters being solicited down the street so what they did was they basically forced the hookers out and got rid of them and I think the council helped out as well and I think they they turned it into a, a one-way street or a cul-de-sac or something they they blocked off one end of the road anyway so you know a lot happened to it after that and I don't think in fact I'm absolutely sure the hookers won't be there now but 20 years ago they certainly were and if you want to look that up on the on Google go and Google Cheddar Road in Birmingham and Google the word prostitution next to it and uh Oh, Jesus. It was a long, long time ago. <laughs> it was also a fucking narrow escape. Guys, I hope you enjoyed this one. Uh, this one I'm calling Brick Shit House. And remember, some of this, none of this may have happened. This may be fact, may be fiction, or a combination of the true of the two. I will never tell. But you leave your comments in the uh, comments section, which is going to be on... The video which goes up on YouTube on the Sunday, uh, leave your comments there. 
And if you're lucky enough to have picked this up exclusively on the website on Friday and you want to email me, you can always email me at submission at uh, kenburtonshow.com. All right then, guys, this has been Ken, and I'll see you on the dark side. Take care. Welcome to the world of digital sound. Shutting down all systems.